Well, kind of. I mean, we can't always be perfect, Steve. I am always perfect. Uh... Now, listen, if I... My grandma and I used to have this conversation. She's, she would always tell me I wasn't perfect, and I would disagree with her. I am perfect. If I were to do something and I knew it was wrong, I wouldn't do it. Therefore, I'm making the perfect decision. So that makes me, in turn, perfect. Uh-huh. Because I only do the right thing most of the time. <laughs> see. I see, Steve. Perfection is a state of mind, anyway. If you are think you, sure? you are, then you are. Are you sure? I think so. Okay. I mean, as long as, as, long as it works for you, Steve. I mean, that's because, all that really matters. Well... That's right. I had a big long argument about it with her one day and I was well spoken and it was a well thought out thing and now I can't remember any of it. <laughs> so I don't know what I said. Hmm. Well, you know. <sighs> I, I was, don't think you're I don't think you're perfect, Steve. Well, that's not true. Hmm? I mean you can believe what you want, but I can do whatever I want. I'm not Anything. disagreeing. Anything, Steve. And that's what makes it perfect. Because you can do, you can choose what you want. That's and right. Life, and you make the perfect decision for yourself. If you say so. Yeah. Hmm. You uh, ready to do, to do this to this week, Steve? Speculate. Specula yes. Uh, well, not that, but <clears throat> it'll be something. Okay, let's go. All right. This is the 40 and Slip, episode 20. Chris dropped the ball. Welcome. Uh, we were supposed to do speculative biology this week, but like a jackass, I managed to forget what our show topic was. And How can our... you forget speculative biology? Well, it's it's been a weird week, Steve. I mean, speculative by, by that thing yeah. is very important and, and a very... You, know, you didn't even know what the fuck it was. <laughs> I did how, so. How can it I be, had to tell you guys before the show what it was. How can, you, how can you be up on it and not know what it is? As soon as you told me what it was, I knew what it was, and I, I know all about it. I don't think you know what it is. I don't think you have a clue. It's an important area of study. I can tell you that. What, what's it about, Steve? Speculation. Okay. Of biology. Mm -hmm. According to my research earlier today, it is speculating on what types of animals will become of what we have now. Kind of an evolution type thing. Oh, you mean what Richard told you earlier? My research told me earlier. Oh. My sources where, are confidential. Where, where did where did you do this research? I just told you my sources are confidential. Oh. <laughs> hmm. Well, um, uh, we might as well get right to it, Steve. Do you have any news this week? Uh, yeah. All right. Let's 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 do that. <laughs> I love the news, new news intro. It's great. Oh, it's, it's just all, fucking wonderful. It's my favorite. I like it better than the old one. Mm. 
from the Daily Post, which is a UK deal. Uh, Mum mystified as missing pet ferret. Who got me this story? Turns out 10 miles away at a friend's house. Mm. How did they get there? I wonder. A ferret missing for two weeks turned up at its owner's colleague's house 10 miles away. Natalie Harrison's pet, Humbug. Oh, that's a great name for a ferret. Mm. Yeah. Escaped from her home in Aberdaron uh, earlier this month. I don't know. That's probably mispronounced. A bear a dawn. A bear no, I'm sure that's perfectly fine, Steve. A bear Duran. That's it. And she feared the worst. Exactly two weeks to the day since he went missing. Miss Heron Miss Harrison went to visit a colleague in Port. Oh my God, Richard, why do you give me these stories with things I can't pronounce? Port Niigui. I don't know. And her and to her complete shock, Humbug was sitting outside. Uh mm. occupied Occupational therapist Mrs. Harrison said, my son had injured himself playing football, so I take him to see my colleague, who is a physiotherapist at his home. I never go to his house. I've only been there once before. When I got there, I got out of my car, and there he was, behind the bin. I'm guessing that's, you know, English for garbage. The bin, garbage bin. Okay. I couldn't believe it. I was in total disbelief and a total state of shock. I said... Humbug, what are you doing there? And he made his little chirping noise and came over to me as if to say, please save me. <laughs> That's what it says. I'm not making that up. Oh. Uh, Ms. Harrison said, Humbug, look. That's what I say to myself every week I do this show. Mrs. Harrison uh, said, Humbug, looked thin and malnourished and was covered in ticks. She added, he'd obviously been in the wild for some time. He wasn't in a good state. I put him in my car and he just curled up in the back. He looked starving. Hmm. Well, all those ticks on him, I'm poor sure he was. Little, poor little humbug. I wonder how he got there. They don't know. She'd never been there before except once, and apparently she hadn't taken a humbug with her. Maybe maybe she had. She just didn't know it. I wonder if ferrets, you know, have, like, this sense of smell, and they can smell where their owners have been, and maybe he was just following that. Could be. I don't know, Steve. I wish not, we had a ferret expert. To I'm not these on things. my ferret knowledge. It would be so nice to have a ferret expert try to explain how this happened. Hmm. You don't get a ferret expert after your mispronouncing of English names. Well, what did I mispronounce? All of it. <laughs> Everything. But, yeah. but yeah, they do have a very good sense of smell, but you said she'd never been there. so No, she'd been there once before. Well... Maybe he smelled her. He was in the area. I mean, when they get away, they run for miles and miles. I mean, some of mine have turned up like 20 miles away when they've gotten out. But, you know, maybe he found her smell. Yeah, could be. The ferret expert has spoken. Mm. In a more believable story, do you know who Kim Wilde is? I no. have no idea. I have no idea. She's some sort of singer, apparently. Mm. Uh, or recording artist of some sort. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She, okay. she, uh, she's beginning a UK tour and she's talking about extraterrestrials at the same time. Aliens? Yeah, aliens. She says maybe aliens? aliens. No, current aliens. Oh. Maybe aliens are using me to put out a record with them on it, she says. 
uh, as the Kids in America singer begins her first UK tour in 30 years, she talks parenting, plastic surgery, and her belief in extraterrestrial intervention. She the says the three things that always go together. Yes. She says the first man I fell in love with carried a photo of Kim Wilde. Or she didn't say that. <laughs> I said that. I don't know. No, I didn't say that either. Jesus Christ, Steve. Uh, never mind. Anyway, Kids in America is her 1981 debut single, and it was a global hit. And Wilde went on to sell more records than that decade than other any other female British pop star. Uh, hits included blah, 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 and that other one that she sang with Michael Jackson. And then she seemed to vanish. She resurfaced briefly around 2000, presenting TV shows about gardening for the BBC. Another dozen years later, she became an accidental YouTube star when someone posted footage of her uh, and her brother treating a commuter train carriage uh, to a drunken impromptu concert. The pair were on their way home to, let's try this real hard, Richard, Hertfordshire from a Christmas party in London. I said London correct. And in the festival oh, spirit, no, 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 I think you fucked London up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I haven't been there, but I'm sure if I went there, I'd, I'd you'd see Richard. I might. Anyway, oh, so they, fuck yourself, you're racist. Hertfordshire, is that it? Herefordshire. There's no it in it. It's H E R T. Herefordshire. He's got sheer, sheer Steve. Sure. Get it right. Anyway, so they sang this impromptu song in the uh, in the carriage thing. But now Wilde has released an album of new material. Here come the aliens. And last weekend she embarked on her first solo UK tour in 30 years. Uh, and later on she'll take off on a UFO. Yeah, into her the sky. new album. Yeah, her new album is a collaboration with her brother Rick and features her niece Scarlett. Music has always been a family affair for the daughter of 50s rocker Marty Wilde and Joyce Baker and their, of the girl brand, the band, Vernon Girls. Where does it get to where the aliens come in? They, got a guy. They're always around, Steve. <sighs> aliens are everywhere, Steve. They're in our daily lives. This, this is like a very long article, and I can't find anything about aliens except the name of the album. Thanks, Richard. Oh, wait, here it is. Wilde doesn't come across as a blaze, uh, just, just as blaze, blase. That's it, not blaze. <laughs> just use your fucking words, asshole. <laughs> just strikingly content. The only subject that makes her intimately or intently animated is, of all things, no, 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 definitely intimately, Steve. She's she considers herself psychic and is convinced that she saw a UFO, a UFO above her back garden in 2009. Mm. So that's where all the alien shit comes in, right? There. I'm, sh I'm sure it does. And she's a psychic. Mm. And the proof that we were all waiting for actually happened. Uh, this is from The Sun, uh, another UK news source. I wonder where all these UK news sources are coming from. Uh, Buzz Aldrin passed a UFO lie detector test, leaving experts convinced alien life does in fact exist. The voice patterns of Aldrin and four other astronauts were tested and found to be truthful. Whoa, 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 whoa. His voice patterns were tested? Yes. 
So he didn't like get hooked up well, to I a lie detector test and pass the lie detector test. Well, I'm going to find out. I'm going to oh. read the story and we're going to find out together. Okay. Aldrin, the second man on the moon and four others gave accounts of their sightings under strict lab conditions. So that helps. Uh, he, Al Warden, Edgar Mitchell, and Gordon Cooper all took part in the study conducted by the Institute of Bioacoustic Biology in Albany, Ohio. Aldrin uh, claimed he was a, sp a spaceship on his way. Claimed he Aldrin was a spaceship. Is a spaceship? That's what it says in the article. It, Aldrin claimed he was a spaceship on his way to the moon. I'm a spaceship. <laughs> there was something out there, I think, in a spaceship. I think they missed a word. Uh, there was something out there that was close enough to be observed, sort of L-shaped. The tests, reportedly more reliable than standard lie detector tests, showed he was telling the truth. Apollo 15 pilot Warden and Apollo uh, 14's Mitchell also claimed to have seen UFOs, while Cooper says he actually tried to chase a, a cluster of them. Wow. I didn't know that. The uh, test analyzing their voice patterns suggested they were also telling the truth about their strange encounters. Aldrin answered questions about his alleged encounter. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to leave that one alone. Aldrin answered questions about his alleged encounter with an alien life form on a Reddit Q&A. That makes it true. Oh, uh, yeah. In the post, he said, on Apollo 11, uh, en route to the moon, I observed a light out of the window that appeared to be moving alongside us. There were many... Uh, explanations of what it could be other than another spacecraft from another country or another world. Uh, it was either a rocket uh, we had separated from or the four panels that moved away when he extracted a lander from the rocket. It was not an alien. Uh, extraordinary observations require extraordinary evidence. That's what Carl Sagan said. Uh, there may be aliens in our Milky Way galaxy and there are billions of other galaxies that probably is all the probability is almost certain that there is life somewhere in space, and he went on to say more things. More on things, July 21st. Uh, yeah, we don't need to know that. Neil Armstrong, of course, made history uh, in 1969 being the first man to set foot on the moon, and then Alleg allegedly, Steve did the same thing. So, so they analyzed his voice, but he didn't actually get hooked up to a machine, from what I can see, to answer your previous question. Hmm. And didn't he just die? I I don't know. I think so. I don't know. Buzz Aldrin just die? I don't know. Maybe we should have some information on that. Let's look it up. Yeah. Do 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 do. Oh, that's Richard's job. I'm fucking waiting. Do 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 do. Maybe maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. Hmm. Now, I, I, I hadn't heard anything about Buzz Aldrin dying, but, you know, I could be wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Born January 20th, 1930, age 88. He is, in fact, very much alive. alive. So why don't we hook him up to a fucking lie detector test? Well, apparently they don't need to. They have this, you know, voice analysis thing that's more uh, reliable. Can we hook you up to, to it? There's nothing for me to lie about. Mm. What would are, I lie about? You are fake news, Steve. I've never lied about a thing in my life. Well, maybe a little thing, but nothing big. Okay. Well, maybe a little bit big, but not great big. Hmm. 
You can hook me up to a light at the light. What would you ask me? Oh, I don't know. <clears throat> Maybe, you know, ask you about your sexuality. Uh, well, I'd be 100% totally honest with you that I'm completely 100% heterosexual. Hmm. I mean, why would I lie about that? Hmm. I don't know. I hope they're not analyzing voices now because I'm sure there's things that you are saying that may not be truthful, like calling me fake news. No, I totally think you're fake news. How is the Buzz Aldrin story fake news? How is that fake news? Yes. Well, I or mean, I'm I, just fake news. I I just think you're fake news, but um, I mean, I don't know that a, a lie detector test based on voice analysis. I mean, I I don't I don't fucking know. Oh, I forgot. I'm sorry, Richard. And that, fellas, is the news. Yeah, because we needed that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, well, I I would think it may be a better technology than hooking you up to things like that. I mean, if you could analyze somebody's voice, because obviously when people are lying, there's a change in their voice for sure. It may be very hard to pick up. Um, why don't we just get that guy from? Why don't we just get fucking that guy from lie to me? We'll stick you in a room with him. Wouldn't it be great if people just had noses like Pinocchio and you can tell? Mm. The world would be a whole different place. Yeah, like fucking everybody would have their head pointed towards the ground because their nose would be so <laughs> fucking huge. Well, no, because you eventually wouldn't want to lie because you want a nice small nose instead of a giant hanging nose. We'd all be fucking knocking shit over. <laughs> be great. Be a good time, Steve. Yeah. <clears throat> well, that would be a the real test. I mean, if you had a nose that grew when you lied, it would be easy. But lie detector tests obviously are not scientifically proven to be accurate. Uh because they can be defeated. They're not reliable, in other words. But a voice a voice uh, analyzer might be more reliable. I, don't, I think the I, jury's out. I don't know how much reliability either one has, to be honest. But maybe I'm lying. You might be. Your voice analysis, from my end, is not good. Sounds like bullshit to you, Steve. It does. Well, this whole show sounds like bullshit. Huh. This whole show sounds like shit, is what it sounds like. Are we allowed to mention the momentous event that's happening today? Sure. Okay. Happy birthday, Chris. Yeah, thank you, Steve. There you go. It is my fucking birthday. Yeah. <clears throat> Big old 42. Yay. That's it? Jeez. Yep. Mm, 42 years I've been on this fucking planet. Has... Whippersnapper. <sighs> yeah, well... We can't all be as old as you, Steve. And wise. Don't forget that part. Mm, we're full of shit. <laughs> With age comes wisdom. So I'll always I, have that. On. I don't know that that's true, Steve. I've known a lot of old, stupid people. So I don't know how much that holds water. It does hold water. I'm saying so. And I don't lie, so. Just because it applies to you? It does apply to me. You're right. Yeah. Uh. That's awesome, Steve. Well, you know, I'm wise. Beyond my years, actually, but... Again, I, I fucking disagree. Well... 
You've made some pretty poor life choices over, <laughs> over the course of your life. <laughs> yeah, but with age came wisdom, and I made better choices. Oh. I see. So you smoked for years. Yeah, and I don't know. Now you use a fucking electronic cigarette. Yeah. You you won't kick that anytime soon. No. <laughs> <laughs> I I need the crutch. I I understand. See, I'm wise enough to know when I'm when I'm defeated. So, cigarettes kicked my ass for years. Well, now I'm going to let this electronic cigarette kick my I, ass. I feel defeated every week. I have to talk to you. Well, yeah. <laughs> I apologize for the you know, feelings that you have, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to stop anytime soon. It's a fucking celebration, Steve. You can't bring me down. That's right. It's your birthday. Yeah. Yippee. You were born. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> fucking yeehaw. You did the same thing. Everybody else did. <laughs> I just lived <laughs> here. Here's to breathe in another year. Speaking of which, my mom always makes me a banana cream pie on my birthday. And as everybody shoves knows, it in your fucking face. No, as everybody knows, my birthday was a couple of weeks ago and she's just now getting around to making my banana cream pie. So I get to pick that up on Wednesday. Pretty cool. I love my banana cream pie. Mm. I wish I was there to throw it at you. Well, it won't last long enough to get thrown. I'll eat the whole thing in one sitting, but that's me. Mm. So did you do anything exciting for your birthday, Steve? Uh, yeah. Hmm. I think it didn't I speak about it on the last show or did I not? I don't remember. No, I spent the whole entirety of my birthday pretty much in the hospital with my son. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm speculative. I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't we, I don't know if we talked about that on the show. We might, I don't recall. <clears throat> talked about it somewhere, but uh, yeah, that's that was an exciting birthday. He was fine, he didn't have appendicitis like they thought he did. Mm hmm. So, you know, everything went well. No, we didn't talk about it because last week we had the uh, amazing, I have to say, doomsday preppers on. Mm. And so it didn't come up, I don't think, in conversation there. But One could have called it that. Uh, you know, they had some points. Hmm. But, uh, they could have um, not had the show running and on the mic. Um, well, that does. I mean, I, we were kind of unaware that it was going to be both of them on the air. Well, you know, they're prepping, so they prepared for the worst by having them a backup plan. Oh. Both of them. Um, That's what preppers do. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but anyway, how'd you spend your birthday, Chris? I party my ass no, off. No hospitals. No, yeah. no hospital. Um, I got together with a friend of mine last night and, uh, we, you know, partied up a little bit and mm -hmm. today I went for a nice long drive, uh, which I thoroughly enjoy going for, for a nice fucking long drive and nice. then came home and did this bullshit. Oh, I, I do recall that you messaged me several hours ago asking for a show topic because you had forgotten about our show topic. And well, then I you never know, responded. I so, was pretty much a fucking moron this week, forgetting well, that. Now you know how I feel. Wait. <laughs> hold, hold the fuck on. 
you know, if if we're gonna uh, compare apples to oranges here, Steve, um, I I'm fairly well prepared for the stuff generally that I schedule. But now you know how it feels to be unprepared. That's what Steve, I'm saying. You're unprepared every fucking week. Yes. The fucking Cthulhu show. You, you, all you had to do is watch a fucking little documentary. And I watched some of it. That's the I was yes, sort of some prepared. is the fucking operative word there. It was boring. It was boring. Yeah, I just I didn't care for it. Oh. It was very long. And I watched half of it, I think, maybe a third of it. You want to? You want to go down to a quarter now? Is that what it was? I mean, I know you got married. I don't, That's all I know. I, I don't have a fucking clue, Steve. <laughs> I don't know how much you watched of it and it how much you didn't. It was interesting, but it was not. My wife was enjoying it, yeah. but I didn't care for it that much. Maybe I don't have to be a Cthulhu fan or a HP Lovecraft fan. We should have totally got her on the show then. Cthulhu? No, your wife. Oh no, no, no! That is never going to happen. No, not even in this lifetime. But what if she, if she's more prepared than you, Steve? If she's putting the effort in, Steve, you know. <laughs> well, it's true that uh, my wife puts in way more effort in everything than I do, but even <laughs> my research for this show. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you barely put any effort in breathing. I wake up every morning, take my, my breaths just like everybody else, perfectly, I might add. With an e-cigarette in your mouth? You know, I don't even... You know, when you smoke cigarettes, the first thing you think about in the morning is, is getting that first cigarette. You get yourself dressed and you get yourself downstairs and outside. Yeah, Because I can't smoke in the house. Or couldn't. You know, mm -hmm. and, and before you even do anything, you have that cigarette. Well, it's not the same way with this one. I don't, I don't even hit it until after I've had a you know, sip of coffee, usually. So... Hmm. Yeah, it's it's a little bit different. It's not the same kind of cravings. Yeah, I've, I mean, I I use one too, and I've I've found that I don't hit it like I would smoke cigarettes. Like when you start when you light a cigarette, you're pretty much committed to smoking the whole fucking thing. Yeah, damn straight. <clears throat> Whereas with an e-cigarette, you can just take a couple of fucking drags I and do. set it down. I do hit this way more than I hit cigarettes. You know, I didn't go out every five minutes and smoke a cigarette. I do puff on this thing all day long. So it, it, in that aspect, this is probably more of a habit than that was, but I don't know. Well, I've definitely found, you know, and I know that people seem to think that vaping is, or can be as bad for you as cigarettes. Or there's so much we don't know about it or whatever, but the thing that I have noticed big time is that I am not coughing. I don't have that smoker's cough anymore. I I mean, I was coughing up shit all the time. I don't see, do I that anymore. When I was smoking. I never had that, but no, well, I mean, I, I I did, and it was getting to a point where it was getting ridiculous. I don't feel much different than when I was smoking. You know, when I quit smoking, I mean, I went through the withdrawals a little bit, but I had this to back me up, so. But I never really felt healthier or more healthy, less healthy, nothing. I mean, I didn't feel much of a difference. So right. But I, I definitely have felt a difference with it. I don't, you know, I was coughing like crazy. 
And, you know, I, I had gotten to a point where I was like, I've got to stop fucking doing this. So I, you know, switched to the e-cigarette and, and a lot of that had to do with the fact that, uh, the place where I work pretty much is banned smoking. Well, that, that, uh, is an incentive if you want to keep your job, I suppose. I mean, they can't, they couldn't stop us from doing it, but they've made it so insanely difficult. Right. Um, like if I, I'm on a property that we're working on, I have to leave the property. I can't, yeah. I, I can't even use my e-cigarette on property well, that and I, I can't go, I ha I can't use it in the vehicles. I have to go off the properties and be outside of a vehicle in order to use it. There was a company that I did some work for back when I was doing office furniture, installing office furniture, and you couldn't smoke on their property. You couldn't, you couldn't work for them if you were a smoker. They actually did a nicotine test. You could not get a job there. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, nobody that's... in that building. And you couldn't smoke on their property, even if you were a contractor. You Fucking Nazis. Yeah, pretty much. You know. So I smoked in their parking lot, but they never caught me in the well, vehicle. And, I, you know, it's, it's one of those things where the companies, I'm sure, get some type of insurance kickback for having that policy. <laughs> Um, it, it's just, they did, they made it extremely hard. The thing that kind of ticked me off about it was I went to them and, and I had asked them about switching to an e-cigarette and, you know, if that would be acceptable and they were like, yeah, yeah, no problem. And then like a fucking week later, I get hauled into the office. Hey, we need you to sign this new smoking policy, which now included e-cigarettes. Yeah. I think there's a lot of myths out there about, uh, vapes and e-cigarettes and things like that. Of course, we don't know the science behind them right now because there hasn't been enough studies done. Like cigarettes, there's millions of studies, you know? Right. Uh, but if you just take it down to the most basic level, there's four ingredients in an e-cigarette. You got your uh, propylene glycol, your vegetable glycerin, your flavoring, and your nicotine. That is it. In a cigarette, there's over 4,000 ingredients, and a lot of them are not good. So yeah, nicotine, I, nicotine in and of itself is not that bad a thing, you know. Well, so. I'd, read, I'd read something recently that, um, you know, they've done somebody, some place did some test on e-cigarettes and, you know, the amount of carcinogens compared to cigarettes, and it is a lot less. It has to be. But, you know, they still have these worries, you know, is this causing popcorn lung or whatever no. it is and all this other bullshit. But, I mean, I don't know. All I can tell you is that I feel a whole fuck of a lot better since Pop I've started using it. Popcorn lung was caused by an oil-based popcorn flavoring. And if you don't use an oil-based flavoring in your e-juice, and nobody does because it's known now, mm -hmm. then you have no... it's you have no um, chance of getting popcorn lung. It's a but it was a butter flavoring. Mm -hmm. So, and they make alternate butter flavorings now because of the popcorn lung situation. People in popcorn plants were getting what they call popcorn lung, and it was from that flavoring. So, that's the only recorded evidence of popcorn lung ever is those workers in that factory. So, it's a big myth that this will cause that. You know. Right. I did my research, Chris. I, and I have come across like different juices that I've used 
in my e-cigarette that have caused me um, to like close up. Right. You know, I had to find one that worked for me, you know, a flavor that worked, but you know, all in all. What I do know is that for me anyway, I have to mix my juice carefully because I make my own, but if I put too much, I think it's the vegetable semen in there. Yeah. Too much vegetable glycerin in my juice then I'll break out in pimples, you know. Other than that, I've never seen, you know, I don't feel any side effects from it at all. Now, that's not scientific, but with with cigarettes, a lot of times you feel side effects. I mean, there's a lot of things that can go on. You're coughing, like you said, and the hacking up nasty shit. Oh, hey, sm- smoker's cough's a fucking real thing. Yeah, oh yeah. And you don't get that with it. Now, I can make... If I put too much, let's say, because right now I'm vaping root beer, if I put too much of the root beer flavoring in, it will it'll be harsh on my throat. You know, things like that can happen. But I th- I think healthy wise, I I think studies will show eventually that it's a way 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 more healthier choice than smoking cigarettes. It has to be. Hmm. Um, Richard, are you uh you listening? You available? Yeah, I'm here. Um, what the fuck is 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 it Matt? Is it Matthew Johnson who's having the big fucking powwow thing? Ooh, I want to for, for like a hundred bucks a fucking head. Did yeah, uh, he's inviting people to his house to stay the night and charging them a hundred dollars a head. <laughs> <laughs> fucking shyster. <laughs> he, he doesn't even have to leave the house anymore. Come meet Zenu. <laughs> Oh, there was a guy. Or Zorth, sorry. This, this guy reminds me of Johnson. And this is what this is where Johnson's going to go eventually. I know it. I can't remember what the guy's name was. Borak or something weird like that. Borat? Not Borat, Not Borat but oh. Borak or something. Very like that. nice. He's from, he's from the UK. Um, he charges people. I don't know what he charges, but he has he fills these conference centers and stadiums and everything. And literally, God is my witness, all he does is stand on stage with a smile on his face and look out at the audience. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and they think he's got some healing properties in his stare. <laughs> That's what this guy does. What? Yeah. It came across my news feed today, and I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> I'm in the wrong fucking racket. Yeah, he's got this. He's got a weird look. I mean, he's a weird looking fella. He's got long hair. But all he does is stand there. Never says a word. Ever. I'm going to do the same thing, only I'm going to get up on stage and jack off behind the podium. And people go, and they'll bring uh, sick, you know, there's sick uh, people with them, and they'll bring, if they need some sort of quote-unquote healing, they'll go to this guy's events, and he just stands there and stares at the audience for whatever amount of time it is, and he gets paid, and he goes away. (laughs) How the fuck did you get through that? People are like crying and cheering and everything. It's crazy. And, <laughs> and he just stands there with a smile. The same. He doesn't change his look at all. I mean, his, his face stays the same the whole time. He just stands there and looks out over the audience. That's it. Jesus. <laughs> but, so I see that Matthew Johnson kind of thing going on there. You know, he's eventually that's Johnson's just going to stand there and have people work for him. Because this guy obviously doesn't talk ever. You never hear the guy talk. So you just 
he's got people who talk for him. Obviously, behind the scenes, he must talk. Obviously, but right in public, he never utters a word, and so people speak for him. So Johnson will hire people to speak for him, and Johnson will just you know, collect hundred bucks from people coming to his house and look at, watch him sleep in bed or some bullshit. <laughs> Well, it's because he can't hold conferences anymore because his mate that worked at the hotel quit, so he can't get the room for free anymore. Uh, Say that again? He did what now? His mate that worked at the hotel he was using for his conferences quit, so he can't get the room for free anymore. Oh, I didn't know he had a, a friend that he said mate. That's why I'm thinking maid. I thought he said the maid. But, uh, so he had a friend that worked at the hotel, and that's how he got the room. I see. Yeah, and and, and it all it all boils down to that. Eventually, they all wind up saying, "Pay money to come hang out with me. Come pay money to come see me talk. Pay money for my fucking book." You know, it's all just it all winds up going there eventually. I should have saved that freaking story and sent it to you today. Oh, the was, huh? I did a video chat with that bloke Gordon Dodds the other day. I was trying to get him on the show, but he, he wouldn't buy it. I'm not um, sure who that is. He's the guy that said he hosted that big Bigfoot gathering with Zorth and Patty. Oh, the guy from the UK. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I did a video conversation with him. According to him, Johnson's only charging 100 quid because he has to feed them. Oh yeah, of course. It costs a hundred dollars a person to spend the night at Johnson's house because he what's he serving? Fucking caviar and probably fucking subway sandwiches. Fucking <laughs> discount sandwiches. You can go to fucking Hell's Kitchen, Gordon Ramsay's restaurant for cheaper than that. Yeah, well that's why he charges money because he has to feed them. So and you're not allowed to bring campers or tents. You have to sleep in a cot that you have to provide outside. Unless it's, raining, in the house. unless it's raining and then you're allowed to sleep in the house probably in the conservatory next to the dog <laughs> oh man what is it fucking coming to I mean really you think this Gordon dude that you spoke to uh, what was the last name again Ramsey Dodds. Gordon Dodds okay do you think him and Johnson are working something out so that they have both. No, Gordon Dodds is batshit crazy. He's a proper true believer. You think so? No, I know so. I talk, I talk to him. He is fucking nuts. Like, <laughs> when you talk to a pistol... Allegedly. You gotta throw allegedly in there, Richard. Oh, fuck. <laughs> we have to, for legal purposes. Allegedly. He is allegedly batshit fruit loop crazy, okay? In your but opinion... He, Oh, fuck, fuck. <laughs> there was a time when fucking free speech meant something. All right. It doesn't anymore, so get over it. Right. Everybody's a snowflake now. In my opinion, not proven by any factual evidence whatsoever, Gordon Jodd is batshit crazy. Okay. Right. And, and when we talk to Epistemon, you could tell by the way he was talking that he was only in it for his own personal game. Oh, yeah. Epistemon was certainly in it for his personal game. And you can oh, tell yeah. just by talking to people what their motives are. And this guy is just a proper, complete, alleged, in my opinion, fucking nutter. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> 
so what what prompted this whole thing for him like inviting people to his house well johnson yeah like i said he, he can't do his conference anymore so he's started doing this instead and no one's buying his book so <laughs> well i saw i saw the post that was made about it and then you know he's telling people to if they want to get a their copy of the book signed they need to bring it with them yeah oh, she'll say big hairy it. hugs if you uh, if you uh, approach David Polides and ask him for an advanced copy of his book, good luck. Any of his books, he well, will tell you to go buy it. Mister Four One One. Yeah, same thing. So Johnson makes you buy the book. You know, he wouldn't give you an advanced copy, is what I'm saying. And Polides is that way. Somebody asked him one time in a public forum if he'd give him an advanced reading copy, and they, you know, put it on their website and review it. It's legitimate, right? Uh, they weren't just trying to get a free book and he he was like he had none of it he made them buy the book if they wanted to review it well polides from what i have gathered is uh very defensive oh very much so i've i've spoken with him a few couple of years ago but back and forth in fa facebook messages and things but yeah he's very defensive yeah i've, I've heard that and he, and he tends to go after people too who do yeah. talk about him yeah and, and and stuff that you should ignore if you're you know in the public eye at all you should ignore some of this shit but some people just can't you know and he's one of them yeah it it, it gets to the point where it's it's kind of foolish and you got, you got the a whole popular book series leave the you know leave the drama oh, shit behind oh people fucking love that 411 shit yeah you know bigfoot's fucking Taking people or killing people or whatever the fuck they think they're doing, allegedly. Yes, yeah. allegedly. Uh, in my well, opinion, allegedly. Not my opinion, anyway. In my opinion, <laughs> it's all bullshit and playing off of, you know, real people tr tragedies. And to me, that's just I, I I don't see how you could do that and sleep well at night. But in his opinion, it's it's totally acceptable. But that's my opinion on it. And, It'll always be my opinion on that subject. Yeah, I, I, I find that these people that get into this, they, <sighs> it, there's, when they attack, they fucking, they go for the jugular. Oh, yeah. You know, they get so defensive, so over-defensive. And it, it's just ridiculous. The well, whole, it happens in... And, and, and the whole... Uh, genre, whatever you the fuck you want to call it, is it's a fucking farce. Like well, most of it. What do we have? You know, that's you and I started. You know, back in the team Taser bullshit. You know, whoa. Yeah, and, well, uh, that came across, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, it did. Jesus, Steve. She's not, she's not feeling all that well. Yeah, and fucking she, quarantine that woman. Well, I'm about to, but. I'll take her to the crocheting room. Yeah, will you? Quarantine the hell out of her. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, you know, we started back in the team taser bullshit. And back then, you know, we were, it was the fucking DNA evidence everybody was waiting for. Right. Who was that bitch's name? Ketchum. Oh, oh yeah. Ketchum, the fucking vet. Or whatever the fuck she was. 
you know, it, there was the big countdown to that. And then her fucking paper came out and it was all bullshit. And it, it, we saw all the, the Justin Smeha shit. And then it, it went from there to, you know, the, uh, the Bigfoot attack campsite in fucking Texas bullshit. Yeah. Everything we've fucking come across has been just one dog shit story after another. Daisy in a box. Bullshit. Oh God, Daisy in a box. Don't even fucking get me going on that one. If you oh, got proper, if you got proper got evidence, something. if you got proper evidence of anything, Bigfoot, ghost, anything, you're not going to hold that evidence hostage so that you can have some big conference on it. And that's most of what we see is we got this big thing coming out, like the DNA project or whatever. You know, well, just give us the answer that you have. And usually when we finally get the answer, it's easy to shoot the holes through. And it's there's no I don't think there's ever been a time that we haven't been able to to debunk something. Even when I thought I had something, it was debunked pretty damn quickly. Oh, it was fast. Fast. Super fucking fast. And somebody had made mention, I can't remember where I'd heard it, but about finding Bigfoot. And how you know they tease the fucking episodes like you know oh we you know the we've there's, there's there's something here fuck you if the the show was filmed far before it was released if something had been found you think that shit's going to be kept under wraps we'd all know about it you'd have to I mean because if you found scientific evidence that one hundred percent proved alien life for example not just some voice analysis or 100% proved Bigfoot, like a, a real DNA sample or anything, that shit would hit the news so fast that your head would spin because, okay, we finally proved this shit, you know? Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't be holding out for a few thousand Bigfoot people. Yeah, no, I'd be, I'd be no, fucking holding news. Nobody's sitting that. on that fucking information. No. Nobody. They that, fucking that can't, they can't, they can't keep fast. people quiet about fucking anything. Even the government can't keep people quiet about shit. That's why I said people say, well, the government's hiding this. Well, yeah, they keep things from us, mostly for national security reasons, and I get that. But they can't, they couldn't keep fucking Bill Clinton's getting his dick sucked under his desk quiet. Why would they keep aliens quiet? Yeah, or how could they do that? You know, that kind of thing. They can't, you know, because there's just too many people and somebody's going to spill the beans. Huh? What was that, what was that Richard? Chemtrails is how they stop people finding out about that stuff. Oh, yeah. Chemtrails. Just dumb, dumbs us down. That and fluoride in our water. Exactly. They release yeah. the hallucinogens into the air. It makes us stupider, and they can get away with this shit. It's a Duh. conspiracy. Just it's a think, fucking conspiracy. Just wake up, Steve, you fucking sheep. Use your brain. Well, the, the people who say, wake up, Steve, you fucking sheep, use your brain, are the people who will buy into the easiest answer. And the easiest answer is, well, they're keeping information from us, and that's why we can't find anything out. That's the easy answer. It always has been. And that's why we have conspiracy theories. And, and you know, there, are, there have been conspiracies that have happened. I'm not saying that there aren't. We've talked about them. Yes. You know, giving LSD to soldiers and the whole... Oh, yeah, um, the MK Ultra project MK was a Ultra huge, shit. huge fucking thing that they denied forever. 
the project where they wanted to fake bomb a airliner over Cuba. That was mm -hmm. a that was a real thing. They didn't do it, but it was a real thing. The Gulf of Tonkin. Uh, yeah, all that stuff. I mean, real shit. Those uh, that was real, you know, false flag operations yeah. that you know could be called or construed as conspiracies that actually happened. So this shit does that shit does happen. But when it comes to Bigfoot, I don't think there's any fucking conspiracy. Why would the government I, I get it. Now if they'll downplay it. If if um let's say I know for a fact the state of Pennsylvania, there's mountain lions in certain areas that they're not supposed to be. I've seen the tracks. I know they're there. But this the fish commission or the game commission won't admit to it and there's reasons behind that because first of all there has to be studies done and there's a lot of things that have to go into agreeing that this is this animal is in this location i mean there has to be lots of money involved mm -hmm. and if they're hiding anything that's why because they don't want to spend the money to find out that's it there's no real conspiracy to keep the truth from the public you know there are tourist dollars and things like that, that that they have to consider too. I mean, if you had a mountain lion in an area that it's not supposed to be, and you had, let's say, a lot of fishermen going to that area to, to fish in the creeks or whatever, you might consider not studying that on purpose just so you can say, no, it's okay, safe to fish there, you know, because now you got the tourist dollars coming. If you want to call that a conspiracy theory, fine. And I know that sort of thing probably happens. There's a lot of red tape to prove that there's a, a certain thing in a certain area. It's just a lot of things that well, have to come Bureaucracy together. fucks everything up, right. usually. <clears throat> you know, I I, 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 you know, I hate to talk about, you know, uh, not like politics so much, but uh, I, I recently have been fascinated with the Michael Dowd story. Have you ever, have you heard about this? Uh, the name sounds familiar, but I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's there's a, a documentary on Netflix called The 7-5. And it's about uh, police corruption in the 80s. Mm -hmm. And Michael Dowd was an officer at the 75th Precinct in uh, New York City and, who started committing crimes and basically running drugs for drug dealers. Being He was a, a police informant for drug dealers. <clears throat> And wound up doing a lot of crazy, bad shit. But one of the things that he talked about, um, after I'd watched the documentary, I went back and Joe Rogan had had him on and I had never caught the episode. Um, and on that episode with Joe Rogan, he talked a lot about the bureaucracy of being a police officer, that you go in thinking you're going to do good things, that you're going to clean up crime and you're going to, you know, make a difference. And then you get in it and it's like, yeah, I'm not going to really fucking do any of that because the way they set it up, he was, he was saying that if you went and busted someone for crack in New York in the eighties, they would intentionally put you on a shit detail. Not, not so much to say, don't do that, but to say, don't do that. It, 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 because it was costing the city too much right. money to lock up crack users because there were so fucking many of them. Right. So they uh, <clears throat> dissuaded the police officers from doing their job. 
And, and like I said, it all comes back to the red tape, the money. I mean, they don't have the facilities to do things, <laughs> you know. Well, well the, see, the prisons are already full. I mean, the whole thing is, is it, the system needs to change. You know, the system needs to it needs to be reinvented. We need to reinvent the fucking wheel because if, if the system in place is stopping people from doing what they should be doing or making people do something that is not, uh, not, I don't even know that I'm fucking stretching for the word. That's not cool. I'm going to say just not cool. Like they, they'll lie. They'll, they'll lie bl blatantly to you. Oh yeah, no, it'll be all right. Yeah, just you know, just tell us what happened. You know, you, you, you know, just just between you and I, you know, that type of shit, just to get you to say something so that they can fucking lock you up, because they just want to close the fucking case and move on. Unfortunately, that's in a lot of areas. That's the way it is. Yeah, know? and it was mainly bigger cities or areas like that. But you've had your own experience with similar things, right? And so, and, and I mean, not. You know, not to say that all police officers are pieces of shit or anything like that. I'm not, I, I don't, I don't believe that. I believe that they have been wrapped up in a system that makes them perform a certain way. And it, it's, it's indicative. It's all over the fucking place. And I think that goes back to our, you know, our topic at hand, 40 in subjects. There, there's no, way that they can even begin to think about investigating things like this with the current system the way it is. And so to hide it, it's not so much that they're hiding it, it's just that they ignore it. And yeah. if any of this stuff actually exists, they're not going to just, okay, let's uh, let's uh, give out $600 million so we can study this shit. They're not going to do it. And so for for that purpose... If you want to call that a cover-up, whatever, they they may know that Bigfoots or UFOs or whatever might exist, but it's just too much for them to, to have do. on their fucking plate. Right. There's other there's more important shit to be dealing with. Right. And that that's the way it the way it happens. I mean, and and rightly so when it comes to those subjects. I mean, I don't think the government should be giving out a humongous grant to go search for something that we actually have literally fucking next to no evidence about well if we've been doing this amateurishly for 50 or 60 years and we have nothing to show what makes anybody else want to get into the you know anybody in official capacity get into the study when we have nothing literally nothing yeah and, I, and, and after after all this time what do we have we have some us. some tracks that may or may not be real um we have a a couple of videos that may or may not be real, you know, that, that, that have tons of questions. You know, you've got the, to me, the only two videos that are worth a fucking shit is the Patterson Gimlin footage and the, uh, ah, shit, his fucking name's Freeman, the Freeman fucking footage. Which may or may not be a hoax. Right. You know, it, both of them. Both of them. You know, so how, what the fuck is there? Nothing. Not a not a hell of a lot. There are some very convincing stories out there. 
I'll go back to the Betty and Barney Hill uh, story for the UFO. Situation. Oh yeah, yeah. That is very convincing story. That is the, a strange story. Yeah, and the Rendlesham Forest story is very convincing. Uh, the Patty film is very convincing. Now, can any of those stories be torn apart? Yeah, uh, but well, the thing with Betty and Barney Hill is, I believe it was Betty who who s stated or described star systems that we hadn't even discovered yet. Right. And even if she only got 10% of that right, that's just kind of amazing. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's kind of odd. I know that there's some controversy on how accurate she really was. But even if she got it partially correct, how would she, uh, you know, in her capacity, what was she, like a, a lunch lady or something, I, I want to say? No, I can't, I can't remember. Her social services or something i can't remember but she wasn't in any sort of scientific field or you know something that required a ton of education to be able to make something like that up so now that is now one now one thing that i think that is kind of 40 and, and ufo related that may be a conspiracy is the cash landrum incident there's definitely some government involvement in that one i and and they've denied it and denied it and denied it. But I tend to think that 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 was some type of experimental aircraft. I don't know that it was an experimental aircraft, but they were hauling something that night that caused radiation burns. And they were probably doing it not quite legally. And yeah. now if they admit to that, then there's all sorts of investigations and people lose their jobs. And I'm going to guess that somebody very, very high up authorized it and it would have caused a lot of uproar in the military and political communities. And that's why they denied it. But I don't, I don't see the cat. I mean, it happened the same night as Rendlesham forest. So that's kind of weird too. I, but, I didn't know that. Oh yeah. It happened the same night as Rendlesham forest. That's or interesting. One, or the same weekend, whatever. And the description of the object was similar. Right. But I don't think that Rendlesham Forest is still to me unexplained. I can't figure it out. But Cash Landrum, I think, could be very uh, explainable with earthly, you know, explanations. Yeah, I, I tend I tend to think that the Cash Landrum uh, incident was a cover up. And it, it, government cover ups do happen. Yes. You know, and and I I don't know that for fact. I can't fucking you know. I can't be like, here's the proof. I don't fucking have it. But in my opinion, that story sounds like it was more than likely a government cover-up because there were fucking tons of helicopters around. I mean, it was... Well, physical evidence. Yeah. And then they repaved the road where the evidence... That is some physical evidence was. They repaved it to get rid of the evidence. Right. And nobody knows who authorized that repaving. Because it yeah. wasn't the city or the, or whoever ran that stretch of road, so yeah, that's, it, it, that's just no crazy shit. But there's pictures of the the road where it was damaged. Um, they obviously had radiation uh, burns and poisoning, and they died of it eventually. The little boy didn't; he's still alive. Mm -hmm. But the older the one older lady definitely did, and so there's definitely some weird shit going on there that. Is probably explainable, but uh, definitely a cover-up of some sort. And just the fact that the military heard them, you know, 
gave them a voice to, you know, they let them speak about it um, to military officials kind of tells you that something was going on. Why would the military even care if it wasn't them? You right. Know? So it kind of falls into place that they let them uh, speak their mind. They didn't do anything, but they let them talk about it. And, and you why could even, would you? And while I don't know that I buy into the Roswell incident, you could definitely consider that a government cover-up as well. Whether it was a well, cover-up of an alien ship or, you know, technology that they didn't want people knowing about or, or whatever it may have been. Well, I think Roswell is more probably more likely a national security type thing, because if it were the balloon that they said it was not the original balloon, but when the government went back and reinvestigated and uh, it was the radar thing. Well, mm -hmm. back in those days, you don't want to give out to your enemy that you have this technology, right? Mm hmm. And there's a couple possible explanations. I mean, there's explanations for what the alleged bodies were. The Corona crash and the Roswell incident kind of happened around the same time. Mm -hmm. uh, and they, it, I don't think it was crash test tummies. I, I mean, I never did buy that because all the witnesses who've seen them said they were like four feet tall and I think they may have been a little taller, but maybe they were the kid crash test dummies. Steve. A lot of people think that, and I would buy more into the theory that they were uh, possibly Japanese pilots that made it into U.S. airspace. Maybe and, it was the band, the crash test dummies, and their time travelers, Steve. Well, I, I buy more into the fact that it could have been Japanese uh, pilots who actually made it into this country and crashed. And they had to cover that up because they didn't want the public to know that the Japanese had invaded our airspace because that would have caused a lot of issues back in those days, you know? Right. And why they won't come out clean with it now, I don't know, if that were the case. I don't think it were crash test dummies. Those are pretty easy to tell that, you know, okay, this isn't a real person. And people in positions that would know claim that they were biological, you know, not right. plastic. So, and I've seen pictures of those crash test dummies they used back then. Yeah, they looked like people, but if you burn them, they melt. You know, they don't keep their uh, form like a, a a human would. They just melt. So yeah. I don't know. And I mean, uh, the one, the other uh, video that we had issue with, or I had issue with, was the. Uh, the Barcatino footage. You know, it when, it when it first came out, I was like, oh, that's kind of fucking interesting. Which, which footage? The... the the footage, the thermal footage at the Sierra site. Okay. I, I didn't know if you meant, because Barcatino had a little bit of a hand in the Browns footage too, which I'm pretty sure was a cow, but we won't get into that, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as fucking crazy as that whole situation was. And Phil, Phil did a really good analysis on the Katina footage. Uh, yeah. from the Sierra site. And I I can't tell you whether or not it was anything other than a human. I, I seen it. I watched all of Phil's analysis. I watched, you know, the raw footage and I can't tell you. It's thermal footage. How can you you can't you you can't tell. Right. You know. Yeah, it's it, it and and it's 
it, it all winds up being uh, you you got to have faith in it which you can't you faith can't no yeah, science, you, right you can't study something or research something based on faith well you know what happens when you put faith in with science you get melba ketchum in a batshit crazy dna study type thing yeah that, that's what you get oh yeah and I, we're not I, saying bart did that bart came right out and said hey this is not amazing footage this doesn't prove anything i mean he no no i'm not trying to throw bart under the bus at all i've i've met the man he's he's a nice guy um i just don't think that the footage really proves anything at all it wouldn't stand up in court no nothing that we've seen short of maybe the patterson gimlin film maybe that would be the closest thing that may stand up in court, but nothing else, including, unfortunately, uh, one of our former guests, Claudia's footage, would not, on its own, stand up in court. And it, it, it's just because it's, it, it can be anything. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, we've all let this joke go on for a long time, but how long are we going to take it for? The Patterson-Gimlin film is obviously a person in a suit. And why do you say this, Richard? Because you I... can see the seam. Where? Around the waist. I, I don't recall seeing a seam around the waist. But I'm not saying... I'm on the fence. I've always been on the fence about the uh, Patterson-Gimlin film. One day I think it's real. One day I think it's a hoax. I don't know. I mean, I have met uh, Gimlin, and I'm pretty convinced that if it were a hoax, he wasn't in on it. Uh, but I don't know. All, all I know is when I was a kid and I first saw that footage, it scared me. Right. As a kid, it, I, it would. Yeah, I was like, those fucking things are out in the woods? The fuck? I, I mean, it, 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 it really jarred me. And even watching it today, you know, it's still... I mean, I have questions, but who the fuck really knows? None of us were there. Nothing can be proven about it. I, I mean, some people say, oh, we looked at the footage. We found that it was a fucking hoax. Or some people look at the footage and say, oh, well, we found that there's no way that a human could have done this or that or that, whatever. And it all depends. It all boils down to which analysis you believe. Right. And there's points on both sides of it. And that's why I always have been and probably always will be on the fence unless they produce a suit. I can't say that it was 100% a hoax, but I can't say it was 100% real either. Yeah, I mean, I if, there's, if there's a suit, I'd love to see it. And some people say it exists. There's that uh, guy goes by the name of Kitakazi who says he's, I don't know if he says he's seen it, but he says it exists and it's in some office in hollywood or something like that i mean somewhere in california and but nobody's somebody's ever just it. holding on to it yes like that would be a humongous story would you if i had that suit it would have been sold to the highest bidder if i can sold to the highest bidder i'd be on fucking youtube showing it the next day either that or i'd i'd charge people admission to come see it you fucking shyster you wouldn't you charge people to come see it Fuck, Fuck yeah. yeah. I never said I, I mean, wasn't a shyster. This is the Patterson Gimlin suit. I I'd, fucking, I'd grow a curly Q mustache, put a fucking top hat on, and put up I, the big top. 
damn straight. It would be in. It would be in. Uh, come on, come on. See the big foot either, suit. Uh, what's his name? That that dude uh, who has the museum, not Coleman, the other guy we talked about. That has a ghost shows and shit. Oh, uh, Zach Baggins. Yeah, it'd be in his museum, or it'd be in Coleman's museum. It would be in a museum by now, if it existed. In my opinion, most likely scenario is that if Patterson had a suit made or made the suit himself or whatever, it got destroyed or nobody ever would have thought, oh, let's keep this suit. Dude, so, people uh, can't keep secrets in the Bigfoot community for anything. And no, there was a lot of falling out between Patterson and a lot of people. Somebody would have opened their fucking mouth. Yeah. If if he had a suit made, you would think. I, I, that, I would that's think. my personal opinion, but I... I and not just Bob Hieronymus who... Yeah, right. I, don't, I don't believe that guy at all. But would have been you remember how things were when we were involved with a lot of that stuff. They can't keep fucking secrets, dude. Yeah, but a lot of it's showmanship too, and and that's where a lot of and this that's comes why from. they can't fucking keep secrets, right? Well, you got to one up the guy. You got to one up the next guy, even if he's your best friend. Doesn't matter, you know. You have to be better than him. You have to come out with the evidence before he does. You have to, you know. And so you're going to throw that guy under the bus, fucking bus. And it was that way back then. Yeah, we think this is all new. Fuck no, it's not new. No, there's nothing new under the sun. Fifty years or more. Yeah, people you know? have been throwing each other under the bus for ages. Well, I I went back and read some old newspapers from the 1800s, and people are like, you know, let's say po politics, for example. I went back and read what politicians were saying about each other in the campaigns back in the 1800s. You want to see some shit shows? Holy fuck, those people, hold, there was no holds barred, and it didn't matter if it was true or not. There was some nasty things said about the opponent. Well, that same thing happens in the Bigfoot community. It happens in the UFO community. It happens in every community. Yeah. And that's why we, there are no secrets, you know, because people will eventually spill them. Now, I can't say that that is holds true in every case and maybe it didn't in the patterson gimlin film but my god gimlin's what in his 80s now you'd think after a while he got tired of it you know yeah i i, I mean I, I i don't know for fact about anything that all i have is my opinion i think that that's probably the closest thing to believable footage but it's like i said it's i still have questions about it but it, and it still doesn't probably hold up in a court of law because no, it's it wouldn't. just video. That's it. There's no other supporting evidence. Because yeah, if it did hold up in a court of law, it, it probably would have been, you know, at this point, proven. You know, if so, if, if I just think that if there's all this fucking evidence, then where the fuck is the proof? It doesn't exist. We all have cameras on our fucking phones now. We still can't manage to get a clear fucking photograph or video of Bigfoot. If I shot a Bigfoot tomorrow, it would be all over the fucking front page news. Nobody's going to keep that secret. You know? And it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. It's just not something you can keep secret. No. No. And and I nor would you. Nor I would don't... you. You'd want that fame. You'd want to be the guy. I would. I'd want to be the guy who discovered Bigfoot. Hell yeah. I mean, 
fuck yeah. And you're not going to hold that for anything. You're not going to hold the information because it's just not. I mean, what did what did Patterson do? If, if let's say the whole story is real, what did Patterson do? Immediately went and had that film footage developed. Immediately and immediately got it out into the public. Of course he did. Because <laughs> you would. Yeah. You wouldn't hold that shit. I I would have that shit in front of news media outlets the next day. And that's pretty much what he tried to do. It didn't fly at first, but that's what he tried to do. You know, yeah. and that's what I, you would do. I don't think anyone could keep their mouth shut about any of that. And but here, but here's the thing: it, it nothing we've seen holds up. Like nothing. Richard said, there's so much evidence both ways in that Patterson Gimlin film even. You can't say one way or the other. Now, Richard's convinced it's a hoax. I'm convinced I'm on the fence. And there's people who are 100% convinced it's real. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't hold. you know, Because there's nothing else to go with it. Yeah, there's some footprint casts, which are also very convincing. But mm -hmm. that's it. You don't have hair. You don't have DNA samples. You don't have an autopsy on a body. You, don't, you have nothing. Video footage will never prove anything. I mean, even the original story, even the original Jerry Crew casts, the dude was a well-known prankster. So, True. you know, you can say that maybe he just put those in as a laugh. I mean, even the whole basis of the myth could be a hoax. Well, there, there's always been, you know, even back throughout history, you know, hairy man or wild man stories. So, I mean, there's, there is that. But I think the modern uh, version of what we're seeing is, well, what, what have we come down to? 99.9% .9 bullshit? Yeah, pretty much. Or are we at 100% yet? Not quite. I'm, <clears throat> I'm at 100%. I'm 100% convinced that Bigfoot does not exist. Okay. Well, and there's a lot of people who are. I can't. I can't commit to that last tenth of a percent. Not at this time. But because you can't say something doesn't exist without. I mean, there's no. And I, I, I will thoroughly admit, uh, completely admit that that point one percent that I think is there is because I want to believe. Well, the point one percent for me is because of things like the Patterson Gimlin film and a very, very, very few other, you know, circumstantial things yeah and Very and few. and you know hey i've i've said it many times i brought it up earlier i do like the freeman footage you know as as much as everybody thinks that it's a hoax but yet again it's one of those things where i i watch it it looks convincing but then you do a little bit of research look into the guy and then you're like it it, it doesn't hold all kinds of water it winds up, there's most, more questions than there are anything else. The problem with most of what we've had, including Roger Patterson and Freeman, is they were showmen. You know, they were, weren't your average Joe that went out and found this evidence. They, Roger Patterson was in rodeos and all that. He was a showman, you mm -hmm. know. And Freeman was pretty much a showman as well. 
So that doesn't lend credibility to their claims. And so, and, and you kind of have to be that sort of person to put out these kind of claims, you know, and that's what degrades from the possible evidence is the people who are looking. Right. And which is why I had said to Claudia when we had had her on that her efforts would be better put into real research, getting real research going. But you know, nobody wants to hear scientific research. No, nobody wants to I'm do that. I'm not saying Claudia, for example, but no, I'm saying but... nobody wants to hear that. What they want to do is be that guy or be that lady who, out, who goes out there and proves it once and for all. They don't want to share that spotlight because if they do, then it's off of them, you know? And I'm not saying Claudia is like that. I think Claudia too, truly believes in what she's trying to do. Mm -hmm. We're of, uh, of the opinion that she's going about it the wrong way. but Absolutely. But she truly believes that she's doing it the right way. And I think once you get a, it takes a certain mindset and the mindset is my way is the right way. And this is the way it's got to be done. And, you know, you're not letting, you're letting your emotions and your feelings towards the subject run what you're trying to do. And there are very few people out there even attempting to do it in a scientific manner. manner. And I think Bart might've been one of the only ones who, threw some science in there, you know, had the films analyzed in the correct way. Mm -hmm. But there's very few of that, those types of people out there. Most of them are, you know, you had Dallas and Wayne for many years. Dallas, I, th I think Dallas has passed. But, you know, they were great guys. They truly believed in what they did. But there was no science in it, nothing. They went out and started whooping in the woods, you know. You can't yeah. prove anything that way. Yeah, it... it, it it becomes like this click thing where people gather together that all believe in the same thing and they just support each other. Well, it's like sitting around a fire telling ghost stories. Exactly. You know, that's, that's all it ends up being. And, yeah. and you, you're in the camp or you're out of the camp. Either you believe in this person or you don't. I mean, there's no real in-betweens in most of these things. Yeah. And they, and we need people who are unbiased to be looking at this this information or doing the research you can't have all this bias the one problem with being a bigfoot researcher is the prerequisite is you almost have to believe in it you know because if you don't why are you looking right that kind of thing and that's where it's always going to be until there's some scientific study which they're i'm going to go on a rope here and say there isn't going to be one ever you know then you're never going to get to the bottom of it because even people like who are scientists like binder nagel uh god rest his soul and meldrum were biased they believed in the possibility of bigfoot mm -hmm. you know they won't use that would never would use that word well binder nagel i think would but meldrum would never use that word believe but he does you know right he, so he's he wants to believe right he's he's biased so he's looking for evidence and he's going to find it if you're looking for the evidence you're going to find it because you're going to manufacture it whether consciously or subconsciously yeah i i just have a hard time with the way that these communities and the people who become 
prominent figures in these communities wind up conducting themselves. They all wind up going for money. And and I don't, and you can't fault people for going for money. I mean, it's kind of what we do. You know, you want to have an income based on, you know, what you enjoy doing or what you like doing or, you know, none of us us want to say that Bendernagel, I don't think was out for money. He truly believed in the subject and he was surprised that anybody even listened to him. And he was always a very humble guy. He seemed to, yeah. Still biased, I think, you know, because he believed. Yeah. Without any proper evidence, in my opinion. Yeah, circumstantial. There's a lot of circumstantial evidence. There's a lot of circumstantial evidence for extraterrestrial life. There's no real hard evidence, though. No, I mean, very few cases that are very convincing. Like I think, I think statistically, there has to be alien life. Obviously, whether it's uh, advanced alien life or you know microbes or or whatever, I believe there's alien life out there. There's just too too much space. There's too many galaxies, planets. The universe is vast. It would be ridiculously arrogant for mankind to believe it's alone in an infinite universe. Yeah, absolutely. And I even even agree. some people who have very much been against the possibility of alien life, even intelligent alien life, are coming around. Even a lot of religious folks and church people, because it just makes sense. You know, it yeah. just makes sense. <sighs> and on the, on it that, it doesn't note. necessarily make sense that they're visiting Earth. Yeah. And on that note, Steve, this has been the 40 and slip episode 20. Chris dropped the ball. If you like this shit, hit the little thumbs up button. If you don't hit the little thumbs down button, leave a comment, subscribe, uh, check out Matt Knapp. Maybe, maybe at uh, <laughs> youtube.com forward slash Bigfoot crossroads. Check out uh, Richard's comic strip at uh, on Facebook. Bigfooting with Keith and Colin. Uh, check out Steve on some other fucking show he does I don't twice do a week. Maybe whenever we have it. Yeah. Oh, oh, that thing. And uh, as always, check out Dreadfun at dreadfun.com and youtube.com forward slash dreadfun. Um, maybe we can do speculative biology next week. Okay. Can I can I do just one, you know, last statement? Sure. Matt Knapp has the biggest huevos in the world of Bigfooting. And I say that because he's man enough to come out and admit when he's wrong. Uh, One guy that I would trust beyond anybody in the community. So I just just wanted to put that out there. Great. See ya!